It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, March the 24th. Wow, time is flying and spring has sprung here in Austin, Texas, where we are um, doing this show live and it's beautiful here. I hope that wherever you are, um, you can feel the spring in the air. And we have a great show in store for you. We have a lot, a lot in this um, short show. So Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined once again from Colorado Springs, by certified health and wellness coach and motivational speaker and founder of Elaine's Traditional uh, Transitional, Elaine's Transitional Coaching, Elaine Nolt. And this time, Elaine joins us to talk about some tips to relieve that low level of stress caused by little things that we don't even think about that um, chip away at our health and our well-being. So she's going to give us some tips about how to deal with those uh, low-level stress causers. <laughs> and then later in the program, we'll be joined by Jack White, social work professor and director of Good Neighbor Settlement House, which is located along the southern border of the U.S. here in Texas. And he'll be talking about how they give compassionate help um, to asylum seekers who were recently released from detention centers to be sent on to the next portion of their journey seeking asylum and usually need a lot of help. So um, Good, Good Neighbor Settlement House is working along with Team Brownsville, who was on two weeks ago. And so Jack will tell us about what they are doing and, and if anybody's interested in helping, how you can help. And then we'll top off the show um, with our musical guests. It's the Texas group Bledens, and they'll be telling us about their musical history, and we'll play some of their music. And along the way, I will begin the discussion in a little bit of time that I have, that I've given myself this evening, to talk about the four pillars of living the passionate life, as well as the bricks of the foundation. So these are really important pieces if you want to stay on the path, that's the way that I see it, it's my perspective. Um, so the four pillars and the bricks of the foundation in living a passionate life. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855 
855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720, where you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. Um, the email address to send them to would be drmara at drmarakarpel.com. That's D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And so you can call 855-345-4720 or email me, drmara at drmarakarpel.com. And if you do have questions for my guests, please be sure to email or call while they're still on the air so they can answer your questions. Um, you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with any website links or other important information given by my guests during the program will be posted later tonight along with all of um, all of the information that you need to know and the podcast will be posted at that time. You can also hear the podcast is in as soon as Five minutes after the show by going directly to blog talk radio that's b-l-o-g talk radio.com slash your golden years and for information from previous programs listen to previous read my blog um, watch the videos when we've had guests live in the studio find out about my book purchase my book find out about my course all of that can be done at my website. That's one-stop-shop.com. You can also listen to all of the podcasts that we have broadcast with Blog Talk Radio over the past five years by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And to find out what's coming up in the future, in the next show, if there's any, um, if there are any upcoming events, um, when my, if you want to know when my course launches and any book signing events, anything like that, um, or my blogs when they get posted, just follow me on Facebook. That would be the best way. I'm also doing Facebook Live, a Facebook Live series once a week. So if you like me on Facebook, then you'll get to watch that as well. So my Facebook page is Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. All right. So if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and also in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas sometimes. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers and for the past few years have been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other service-connected mental health issues. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great resource center for veterans and for veterans' families, check out their website, heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question or some information that you think I should know about? Feel free to send me an email at drmara at drmaracarpel.com. Go through my website and click on the contact link or call me at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is sponsored by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by 
Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's show is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, so we're going to take a brief break. Um, don't, go, don't go anywhere. Um, it will be a brief break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Certified Health and Wellness Coach, founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching Elaine Nolt, and she'll be talking about relieving those little stressors that we don't notice but eat away at our health and wellness. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. About memory loss, Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on drmaricarpel.com and on blogtalkradio.com. And now joining us from Colorado Springs, once again, we have Elaine Nolte, health and wellness coach and founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching. Welcome, Elaine. Hi, Mara. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Yes, happy Sunday and happy spring. Do you have spring up there yet? Finally. Yes. Yes, we had that cyclone of a snowstorm, but now we're heading into warmer weather and flowers are starting to come up, so everybody has a little bit more little extra smile on their face now, so it's good. <laughs> oh, did I lose you? Hello? I don't know why that happened. Uh, my mic oh, went. Oh, there we are. My mic, yeah, my mic just 
muted. I don't know why it does that. So I was just saying that I was talking to myself, but <laughs> that it's, it's amazing when the flowers start to bud, how much more energy we have. You know, that's very true. We're, we're very um, affected by the environment and our surroundings so much so. And uh, we do want to take note of that. That's interesting you bring that up because um, when we talk about stress and just lifestyle, you know, we do want to be aware of everything that's around us. So, um, yeah, you know, in dealing with stress, it's very interesting. And I kind of wanted to cover three distinctive things um, this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And that would, when I ask people, what is your biggest health challenge? You know, it, it used to be just last year, well, stress. You know, I'm under stress, too much stress, whatever. And that was like the buzzword. Now it's being defined a little more clearer into I don't have enough energy. Um, maybe they're concerned about their weight, but overall I don't have enough time and mm-hmm. I'm worried about getting older. And so mm. I find that very interesting as I'm – specializing in healthy aging and uh you know it's it's interesting to see how that how that runs its course through the day with people and where their stress goes where their energy goes where their time goes and then how they're feeling affected no matter what decade of age they're in you know how they're being affected by this aging you know where their fears Mm -hmm. are yeah Right. That's so, interesting um, that you say no matter what it's interesting that you say no matter what decade because I talked to people in their thirties who have said, Oh, I'm getting so old and you know, like uh you know, I worked with I worked with people in their nineties, so thirties is baby, but it's all relative. Exactly. And it's kinda of what's being thrown at us, you know, and when you think of time, I don't have enough time. You know, so much of our time goes into expectations, whether our own or predominantly other people. And a long, long time ago, a psychologist, she was talking and said, you know, expectations are interesting because they're they're invisible. They're never, most of the time, they're not communicated. And so when we go through our job through the day, and then we're within our family, and then we might then seek out other activities or, you know, whatever comes into our life, whether it's, you know, career, spirituality, relationships, joy, um, financial matters, all those, you know, it's, it's we have this bubble of expectations that tend to dictate what we're doing in a day. Yet, if we really sat down to define those expectations, there's no body to them. It, it's all so much mm-hmm. of this it is an assumption, right? And so when we talk about stress, I, I encourage people to think about, okay, well, where is the time in the day? And what are you expected in your mind that you have to accomplish? And let's break it down and how much of that is really true. And so if we can find time, because we all have the same moments in a day, but if we can find time to relieve some of those expectations, 
that really, honestly, are a story we've created, then we can use that time appropriately to engage in things that enliven us, that, that give us energy, that give us joy. And then when we think of it physiologically, we're not feeling that stress. And so what I try, when I'm working with my clients, is we, we understand, okay, where is my time? And now how does it feel to feel good? So that's a big one when we when we think of time and lack of time. Well, where are we spending our time and why? And is it really a true place to be spending our time? And how much of it is actually consumed with worry and perhaps fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I wonder, too, if some of the – we lose a lot of our time by getting distracted by things or trying to distract ourselves, right? We get caught Distraction up in, is a big one. Yeah, you know, yep. even when you talk to people about emotional eating, you know, it was interesting. I, I was talking to someone, and she says, well, I have a hard time not eating late at night. <clears throat> and when we really discussed eating late at night, she was avoiding a situation that occurs late at night. And so if she created a time out for eating, then she could completely avoid, and she could completely not engage in what she was trying to avoid. Does that make sense? And so it wasn't that she needed to eat. It wasn't that she was hungry at 11 o'clock at night. It was her way of not doing what she didn't want to do. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, it's it's interesting how how that happens so many times though, whether it's emotional eating, um, or wasting time, um, social media, you know, how many social hours media. we spend on social media. I just talked to a friend today and she's like, Oh, I've given it up for Lent, you know, which because it's it's we get consumed by these things that are in a sense an escape. And so I I challenge people to think if you're engaging in something that you don't really want to do, that doesn't feel good, what really is wanting to be nourished at that time? You know, are you tired, but you look at the clock and you go, well, it's not late enough to go to bed, so I'm going to waste time looking at social media for an hour because then it'll be time to go to bed. Instead of really understanding the message that, wow, for some reason, I am tired early tonight, I probably should just go to bed, right? And so our body is constantly in a mode of wanting to be healthy, and how that sends us messages is quite unique to ourselves as, as individuals. So, again, when it goes back to, well, what are we doing that we don't want to do or that we feel we shouldn't be doing, just take a few moments to think, well, what is it that I... I'm ignoring what what message am I pushing away and filling it in with something that's easy right mm-hmm. and a lot of people I know you and I chatted a lot of people tend to go to sleep with you thought it was funny but honestly a lot of people go to sleep with their laptop in their on their bed and right. I thought that whatever was strange <laughs> but it's their way of saying well I can only get to sleep if 
if I'm watching a movie, if I'm watching TV, if I'm doing something on my phone, but actually those things compound the the fatigue we'll have from poor sleep. And so mm-hmm. I encourage people again to say, well, let's think of a different way to relax rather than thinking you're relaxing by turning your brain on. Because anytime we're, in, we're doing something on the computer or the phone, it's taking our focus. And so if we're focusing on something, we're not relaxing. Right. Right. So, you know, it's it's little things like that that when when we think, well, we don't have time, I don't have energy, I'm feeling like I'm getting old so fast, you know, well, okay, well, what are we doing to compound ourselves in not allowing ourselves to rest and to really think what is it we really want, right? And a great way of reducing stress is to add spontaneity and flexibility, and just allow yourself to throw something into the day. Again, we're so consumed by having to have a full calendar because that way we feel powerful. We feel like we're in control. We feel, well, if we're busy, we're doing a good job. You know, everyone's going to mm-hmm. admire our tenacity, our, you know, our efficiency. But what happens is when we're turned on all the time, we're actually less efficient. And so my theme for this year is how much less can we do to do even more? That's my right. challenge to people. It's like, okay, how how can we do less to do more? And people go, well, that doesn't even make sense. But it does. Because the fact that we're so busy all the time and so tuned on all the time, we're actually not doing a very good job at a lot of things. And so even as mm-hmm. we age, and I, I work with a lot of retirees, and they go, well, I'm not stressed. Okay, well, you know, describe your day. And it can be very stressful, honestly, to have nothing to do. That that wears off very quickly. I have a a friend who was always active in what he calls toys. He had a boat. He had a motorcycle. He had the fast cars, all the stuff. Well, for many reasons, he's given them given them up. Um, but when he gave those up, he gave up his social circles too. Now mm-hmm. he's combating a loneliness and a boredom and looking up, well, what am I supposed to do now that I'm in my 60s? What do people my age do? And again, it's, it's when... We we want to dig down and go, well, where is our real joy? If I could do anything right now, what would it be? And then try to incorporate just a few minutes of that into your day. Whether you have a super hectic, overbooked schedule and you're, you don't think you have a moment or on the other side of the teeter-totter, now we have so much time that that's stressing us out too. You know, our families, our friends are telling us we should be doing something, but we don't really know what makes us happy and what are we going to do. And and so take a few moments and go, well, gosh, where is my joy? You know, right. and if I could Your have passion. a couple moments of, yeah, I'm feeling good. So latch on to those times when you recognize I feel pretty good. And how can you multiply those times? What were you doing? Who were you with? What were you thinking? 
you know, grab on to that message and go, okay, now I want more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were talking about being busy all the time, I think that's become like the badge of honor these days. People, we ask somebody, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm so busy. I don't even have time to, like, read a book. <laughs> right, right. And in turn, their moods are all over the place so that when they do have time, you know, it's not really the quality time they expect. And, it's, you know, I got into stress management, oh, my gosh, probably almost two decades ago. And it was interesting. I had a, I thought I had my life in my hands. I was one of those where, oh, yeah, I'm busy all the time. I've, you know, I can bounce 10 balls in the air at once. And I'm, you know, the dance mom and I'm the you know, tennis mom, and I can I can do all this, and I own my own business, and I went to the doctor because I wasn't feeling really good, and they did quite elaborate tests, and I sit down with him, and he goes, well, we can't figure out what's wrong with you because your stress is so high, and I oh, thought, wow. what? <laughs> and then he goes, come back when your stress is lower. Okay, uh-huh. like what does that even mean, Right. And then right. in turn, I'm raising three girls, but then I started, you know, really taking note of my moods, you know, and when was I out of control, literally screaming at them? When was I feeling good? When was I sleeping well, you know, and started to really put the puzzle pieces together because I had to, no one else was going to. And so that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now, because I'm like, there is an answer. You don't have to be suffering no matter if you're 20, I have two kids in college, you know, that's stressful. All the way up uh-huh. to, like I said, my retirees who are in their 70s. And it's like, let's work together. Let's figure this out. And I know last time we spoke, we, we talked a lot about foods. And I encourage people to really look at their foods, too, because they think, well, I can eat anything. Uh, well, keep an eye on that. You know, how, what did you eat when you wake up at 2 in the morning? Um, what did you eat a couple hours before when you felt like chewing somebody's head off, you know, or again, you know, what were you doing eating when you felt so good? Like you just had the world in your hands, right? And you just Mm -hmm. felt like you almost had a bounce in your step. And so when we talk about stress, you know, the big things are energy. Where are we getting our energy? And that's from our food sources. You know, where are we getting time? Well, let's look at where we are spending our time. Before we think we have no time, what are we doing with our time right now? You know, right. and then in terms of aging, you know, that's definitely our lifestyle, our, our diet, and our environment. So, you know, be careful of what we're allowing in. You know, it's kind of funny. Someone will say, well, every time I have lunch with so-and-so, God, I can barely eat because all they do is complain or whatever. So, again, it's like, well, then you're choosing to spend that time in an environment that doesn't feel good. So what could you do instead? I'm not saying end the friendship, but maybe you can change up having a lunch with that person. Maybe you can satisfy your friendship with a phone call. You know, it's it's these little things that think about, okay, if that doesn't make me feel good, do I really have to be doing it? Right. Right. And how can I utilize really what I'm what I'm so capable of doing and how can I utilize that more often? Whether it's in your job or your relationship or in time 
in, in where you get your energy. And it's really quite fun because we are capable of so, so much. Yep, yep. And, you know, when people are really following their passion and doing what they love to do, it it really increases the energy and um, suddenly they do notice that they have more, you know, that they have that bounce in their step. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think your message is really powerful because I see people spending a lot of time doing things that they really, that don't make them feel good. And they don't they have, have to be doing. Hmm? Right. Right, or they have the answer, but they're afraid to make a change. I have a dear friend who, she says, well, I'll break it down just real simple. The other day she says, well, how can you have a birthday without birthday cake? You know, because we were talking about white flour and sugar, and (laughs) those are kind of two deadly Uh things right there. And she goes, well, how are you supposed to have a birthday without birthday cake? And I said, well, honestly, I'm not trying to pick a fight, but... For the last 10 years, uh, for my three girls, I can't tell you the last time we had a birthday cake. I said, you can celebrate with candles anywhere you like, you know. And so it gets down to you really, do you really want to make a change? You know, do you want to well, find out also, how good it feels to feel good, you know? Right. And and there are other options to make healthy birthday cakes, right? They have, you know, Absolutely. cakes made yeah. with you know, almond flour and and fruit. You know, so that's really nice. right. It's it's that's just a good a, argument. Well, <laughs> and, it's, and I like people to focus on what is the occasion, who you with, and it gets back to just having time at the table. You know, eating at the table is not necessarily what's on the table, but it's it's having that engaging time of celebrating together. You know, and focusing on the celebration. And so when we change our focus a little bit, then we notice the things that we were giving priority to really aren't the priority. Right? So, you know, when we talk about stress overall, and again, you know, our energy, our time, and our aging, what are we giving priority to that doesn't deserve it? And these are just things to slowly start thinking about, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, our time is very valuable no matter how old we are, right? We only have, we only have a certain amount of time in our life. So that's what whenever I find myself doing something and realizing that I don't like doing it and I didn't really have to do it in the first place, I think, why am I wasting these valuable moments when it could be I could be using that time to do something that makes me feel good or, make you know, helps the world or which also makes me feel good, you know, something yeah, something productive and, and healthy rather than, wasting time on something right. that like you said we feel like we're supposed to do it but we're really you know where is that written right and it's kind of fun when we have the choice you know to make those changes mm-hmm. rather than being told well you can't do this anymore or you can't have this anymore then that becomes suffering and deprivation so what if right. we make some small changes now where where it's still in our control, right? 
Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Hey, if I make this change, then I'm not going to have to be told down the line that I have to do whatever it is called turkey. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, certainly that fits with dietary changes, right? Because at some point, some point, if you're right. eating a poor diet, it's going to get you and your doctor's going to say no more. <laughs> right. Right. And we don't want people to get to that suffering point. You know, mm-hmm. so I encourage people, again, let's start making some choices now. You know, if you eat that bag of chips, you might be going after that salt that you're craving, but it's not going to fill you up. Now, if you made a slight change and um, went into, I know people are going to think I'm crazy, but went into, you know, some raw vegetables or some nuts, that actually fills you up better. And you're going to feel better mentally and physically if you do need that little snack somewhere through the day. Um, Mm -hmm. It's quite interesting that if you fill yourself up with fillers, as I call them, it fills you for a very short time. So you're not solving anything. You're just kind of putting a quick Band-Aid on it. Whereas if you do start saying, well, what if I, you know, change my habits then you'll notice that your your energy level is more consistent throughout the day and you don't have those peaks and valleys that everyone associates with sugar, you know, but you have those peaks and valleys when you have poor nutrition. And as many right. experts say, you know, we're definitely in the age of being overfed and undernourished. We continue mm-hmm. to eat, but there's nothing of any value to it. Right, right. Yeah, I never understood this was thankfully never a habit of mine, um, you know, eating a candy bar in the middle of the afternoon. Because um, it's that quick just, fix. That's why. Right. Right. But if we get off the, the sugar high and low then and we have that more sustained energy, then those cravings for things like that will go away. Once we train our right. brain and our gut that, hey, no, you can you can go for a few hours and you have sustained energy, we're doing okay here, then, then you don't even look at that stuff. And that's when, mm-hmm. honestly, my clients have this aha that, oh, my God, I didn't even look at that stuff. I didn't even want it. And I said, now your body is transitioned to understanding the good fuel. It's using what you're getting it rather than just keeping it and storing it. And so, you know, again, when we think of our time, everyone goes to quick and convenient, but we're actually spending more time eating garbage than if we just take note of what we're eating and eat less frequently because we don't have to, you know. So when we think of time and energy and even our weight, it all fits together. You know, again, where are we making our choices um, mm-hmm. in consuming things either through our environment, through relationships, through food, through any kind of toxin? You know, where are we allowing that stress to come in that's actually breaking us down? And it's never too late to change things up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I was about to speak and started to cough. <clears throat> I was thinking when you, before you said toxins. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. 
With spring here in Austin, we have pollen in the air. So <laughs> Yeah, um, right. <laughs> so what I would before you said toxins, that's exactly what I was thinking, that we're we're consuming toxins through our food and and we're and we're engaging in toxic relationships. We're watching toxic movies and television shows and you know, all of that. We're getting wide awake in the morning. We open our eyes and we look at our phone and then we turn on the news. You know, if we even change that up a little bit, that will change us. And, you know, I I have a quick, interesting little anecdote. One of my my clients, she was just so disappointed and dissatisfied at her job. And she was at a very high level. And she was writing up her letter of resignation. And the whole point was that she didn't feel her expertise and her talents, et cetera, were really being utilized because, again, she was so focused on meeting someone else's expectations. And so when she delivered her letter of resignation, she did it in such a way that she said, basically, I have so much to offer and I'm not able to because I feel constricted, you know, during within these parameters. But when you hired me, you hired me for what I was bringing to you but I'm not really able to use that because of the structure we're in. And this is what I'd recommend doing. And this is where I would, I would be most beneficial and how my team would be. But because this, you know, obviously isn't something that can be done. I'm resigning within 24 hours. She was offered the CFO job and he totally backed off. Now the point is she didn't threaten she didn't come across as a know-it-all or anything like that. But again, when we're talking relationships or careers or things like that, it's like, again, back to when we started about expectations, we need to take note of what are we hiding behind? What are we smothering that's causing anxiety and stress? Because we're not really utilizing who we are because we're so consumed by thinking we have to fit this form that somebody else put out for us. But when we continue Mm -hmm. to, basically put a square peg in a round hole, you know, it's not going to work. And so I don't condone anybody, you know, leaving or stopping or dropping anything or anything like that. But take a look at, again, where is our anxiety and stress? Even my retirees who split their time between two different states, maybe one likes one and one likes the other. Okay, so how can we work it out that no matter where you are, both of you are happy? Right. Um, and so, so those Elena, are things we just want to take note of. Yeah, these are all great. And so if people are interested in following up with you and getting your personal help and coaching, how can they do that? Uh, I have a website. It's my name. starts with an A, ElaineNolt.com. And I have Facebook, uh, Elaine Nolt, and I also have a business page, Elaine's Transitional Coaching. Okay. But emails are great to ElaineNolt at msn.com as well. Okay, great. So I am going to post all of that, as I usually do on my website post about this show, um, so people can find that all there. And and you're going to be back on the show again very soon. 
So we can yeah, continue I think this conversation, Day, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, so, I'd love to hear what people want um, to listen to. So, um, yeah. So thank you so okay. much for today. Yes, and thank and if you anyone's for, in, for being... if anyone's in Seattle, I'm doing a workshop on a Saturday there, so they can uh, get some information from me on that too. Oh, great. Okay, great. Well, well, you have a very good evening. Thank you, Mara, and it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, and I will be speaking with you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 All right. So really, that's a big topic. So I'm looking forward to having Elaine come back to talk about a little bit more about that and some other things in June on Father's Day. Um, Meanwhile, I want to get to some of the things that I was going to talk about before our next guest calls in. Um, In a little while, Jack White will be calling in from Good Neighbor Settlement House along the border. But I want to let you know about some news. So, um, okay, first of all, this is this is something really important. Um, I want to give out the National Suicide Hotline number because I heard today um, the this is the second student from the the Parkland students who were survivors of the mass shooting last year. There were two students within the week that committed suicide. Um, Please, if you are feeling that way or you know somebody that's feeling that way, please reach out for some help. There is help. Um, Don't let other people bully you or tell you that they don't believe you if there's something that has happened to you. Call for help. We have your back. There are many people out there who really, really want to help and really will believe you. And the National Suicide Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. And I'm going to post that on my website, but if you even just um, turn on your computer and go to National Suicide Hotline number, it'll pop up. But again, it's 1-800-273-TALK. And if you just want to text, there's a crisis line that you can text to. And you text TALK, T-A-L-K, to the number 741741. Okay? So I'm really very sorry to hear about that. And we don't want we don't want uh, anyone else out there to be a statistic. And that also goes for veterans who are listening. Um, if you are a veteran, call that same number, but then press 1 because that will redirect you to a veteran's hotline number. Okay? I wanted to get that out. That's very important. Okay. Um, the other news, I just sent out a newsletter today. Um, if you're interested in getting uh, being on my email list and, and getting the news, I don't send out very many newsletters, maybe just once every few weeks. Um, but it's a good way to catch up on what's going on if you've missed anything and what's coming up in terms of the radio shows and any blogs that I've posted and any other interesting information. And you can just the newsletter by going to my website and click on free gifts. And then it, you can download a chapter from the book. 
my book, The Passionate Life, for free. And you can um, download one of the meditation audios for free, and then it'll you'll automatically be on my email list. And you can do that, and then you can unsubscribe if you really don't want to continue to receive the emails. That's fine, too. Um, I just did a Facebook Live video on Thursday at 8 o'clock Central Time, and I plan on doing more Facebook Live videos on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time um, for the next few weeks talking about staying on the path to leading a passionate life. So just if you follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, you will see them. I've also put the link in my website, and it's also in the newsletter. So if you get the newsletter, you can get the link to watch the video. And uh, what's anything else? Any other news? I don't think so. The course. It's coming out soon. I extended it. It's not going to be April 15th, but I want to make a really good course. And I'm thinking about cutting it up into modules so you can buy a smaller module. Um, If anybody has any preferences about that, I would love to hear from you. Just send me an email to drmara at drmaracartel.com. Okay, so in the Facebook Live video um, was – I came up with the four pillars of living a passionate life. So I'm just going to mention what those are. um, And I will continue that conversation next week when I have a little bit more time. So the four pillars that I think are absolutely necessary to open up your heart to the magic of living a passionate life is number one, embracing the pain of compassion. And we talk about that a lot on this program And our next guest is going to talk about an an issue related to having compassion for the other. Um, Really important if we want to live a passionate life. We have to have have a a bigger focus than just ourselves. We have to do it for a a bigger reason than just ourselves. So embracing the pain of compassion. The second one is making the sacrifice of generosity without expecting anything in return. Um, We've spoken about that as well, but it's really pretty magical when we are generous without expecting anything in return. The, the, The feeling that we have in that moment, I can just describe as pure magic. Um, And the research shows that there's actually a change in our chemistry when we do that. We release endorphins, which are those feel-good chemicals that improve our mood and decrease physical pain. And we actually increase our immune system because we start producing more immunoglobin A, which is the natural uh, way that our body fights off disease. So just by being generous, without having any expectation, we create magic. And the third one is cultivating the relief of gratitude. So when we look around at what we already have uh, then and feel grateful for it, then we can uh, feel like we already have enough. And when we come from a place of enough rather than a place of desperation, we are much better at following our passion and we are much better creating more of what we want in our lives and in the world. 
And then the fourth one is allowing our dreams and letting our imaginations run wild. We really need that part, that childlike part of us to be awakened in order to follow our passion, to allow ourselves to dream. Many of us stop dreaming when we move into adulthood, and that's a really important part of living a passionate life. And then the other part of this are the bricks of the foundation that hold up those pillars. And those bricks consist of self-care, so self-care of our body. So like as Elaine was talking about, what we ingest, the foods we ingest, the exercise, getting enough sleep, that all of those were really important bricks in the foundation. And then self-care of the mind, so taking time to pause and meditate, find some place beautiful to sit and relax sit in your garden or take a walk in nature, practicing mindfulness, um, practicing forgiveness, challenging our own inner troll, that critic that's always um, trying to tell us something negative about ourselves, challenging those thoughts, and being to the magic and the synchronicities along our path. That's what opens us up to that feeling of magic. So those are all the important bricks that hold up the pillars. And so pretty much in every show, we either are talking about some of the pillars or, and or some of the bricks. So we just talked about some of the bricks with Elaine and talking about stress management and um, following the signals from our body. And our next guest is going to talk about one of the pillars, which is compassion, as well as another pillar, which is generosity. And so I'm not going to talk any more about about this, and I'm going to just go on to our next guest, who is waiting on the phone. Um, on the phone, joining us from the Rio Grande Valley, we have Jack White, who is a professor of social work and the director of Good Neighbor Settlement House along the border. So welcome, Jack. Good afternoon. Can you hear me all right? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Just, just to remind you, there's a slight delay when we talk like this. So it just helps to know that. Um, so... So how's everything going down there? Maybe you can, um, before we talk about Good Neighbor Settlement House, maybe you can give our listeners a little bit about your history. You're a a, um, professor of social work, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. I became a part of the faculty when I retired and moved to Brownsville, but I've been involved in human service work for the last 50 years. Mm. Okay. So, um, and so now you teach at University of Texas RGV? Yes, ma'am, I do. And I volunteer as the director of Good Neighbor Settlement House. So, we spoke a bit about about Good Neighbor a few days ago, and, you know, you told me a very interesting history 
of Good Neighbor Settlement House. So maybe you can share some of that with the listeners. Thank you. Yes, the settlement houses during the progressive era uh, were uh, established in cities in response to uh, immigrants as well as urban poverty uh, that was brought on by industrialization and exploitive labor practices. The main objective of a settlement house in poor areas uh, was um, through volunteer middle-class settlement workers who lived, shared their knowledge and their culture, hoping to alleviate the poverty of uh, our low-income neighbors. So in Brownsville, Good Neighbor Settlement House was founded in 1953, which was late in the movement by women of faith, and their focus was on the refugees that had moved here from Central America and Mexico, hoping to adjust and become successful in America. Uh, And um, they fulfilled this mission for approximately 30 years. Uh, The community has uh, a great history of supporting Good Neighbor Settlement House, uh, families visiting, interacting with the, the people who lived here and were part of that movement. However, in the mid-70s, deinstitutionalization took place. Uh, deinstitutionalization was a government policy that moved mental health patients out of state-run asylums into uh, communities and hopefully federally funded community mental health centers. And uh, we saw that as a way to improve treatment of the mentally ill. However, those those, uh, residents were given bus passes back to their city of origin. They got off of buses with generally no planning and they became homeless. Uh, As that population grew, the community asked Good Neighbor Settlement House to extend services to the street homeless. The curious thing about both the street homeless and those served by the settlement were that both of those populations were, uh, in some cases, having their citizenship. Some didn't and they were working on it, but they were our neighbors. Uh, They were part of our community, and we embraced them. Uh, And uh, the work continued until I arrived um, only three or four years ago. But in the middle of the summer uh, 2018, we learned of problems at the bus station uh, where ICE was dropping off asylees at 10 o'clock at night uh, in anticipation of their catching buses to join their families someplace in the United States. However, the bus stations 
closes at 11, and these people were forced out onto the street a block away from the International Bridge, creating a public safety issue. We were asked to provide support to those individuals, and uh, we developed volunteer teams who who would go to the bus station, triage uh, those uh, there helping them plan their trip home. In some cases, they were to catch buses. In some cases, they were to uh, fly to their homes. Uh, in most cases, they had no idea where they were in relationship to the map. And they needed uh, support because of language and uh, just uh, their lack of geographic knowledge. Uh, the biggest issue we faced was overnight stays because they were being forced out on the street overnight in an area that uh, could be problematic for them. So we set up uh, a respite program at Good Neighbor to provide a, an overnight stay. We would bring people from the bus station to shower. In many cases, they hadn't had showers in quite a while. Uh, food, uh, clothing, which they desperately needed, and then connection with whatever the transportation system uh, was to take them to join their families. The, uh, so, the these are, so these about, are so these are okay. I, I was just going to ask a question. So these are people that were um, let out of the detention centers because they were found to have credible fear from wherever they were coming from, right? And they had a sponsor in the United States where they could, you know, a family member that they were going to stay with until the next step in their asylum seeking. Is that correct? Correct. Absolutely okay. correct. And so the irony of this population was that for the first time we were serving a totally – legal population uh there there everybody there had papers from our government providing uh documentation that they were legal to join their families and be in the united states uh as we continued this service we went to our funders and uh and asked for continued support of Good Neighbors Settlement House. Many of those people said, oh, you're serving those kind of people. I can't have my money serving that population, and withdrew their support. And uh, hmm. it, again, was ironic because for the first time, uh, this population was totally legal. And in the past, many of our funders had supported uh, those that were served in the settlement movement and then those that were served as a result of deinstitutionalization. Uh, but now have something like eight or nine months in providing this service. We were fortunate. Uh, we've reached out to other parts of the United States, California, Washington, D.C., New York City, and people there who who understood the dilemma 
uh, that Good Neighbor was faced with have been uh, trying to help us budgetarily. Uh, so we now provide, uh, if you will, three separate populations services. Those that live in the Buena Vida neighborhood, uh, the oldest and poorest neighborhood in Brownsville. And as you may know, Brownsville is the poorest city in the United States. Uh, then secondly, the street homeless population, uh, which we picked up in the mid-70s as a result of the institutionalization. And then last, um, those asylees that were being dropped off by ICE and seeking to join their families. So that is the brief history of Good Neighbor Settlement House okay. in terms of its evolution and its services. So so let me ask you about these asylum seekers. Um, so how often are they dropped off at the bus station and about how many at a time? We uh, have a team at the bus station at 5.30 in the morning, Tuesday through Saturday. And so that uh, uh, that's our busy period. ICE drops people off uh, throughout the morning. Uh, we, again, triage them and make a determination about whether to keep them at the bus station or bring them to Good Neighbor uh, for additional services. Mm -hmm. Okay. And very often you said that they don't have clothes. They haven't taken, other than what they're wearing, they haven't taken a shower. They don't have food. Do you, do you help them with that as well? We provide a, a map and a little sign that says, I don't speak English. <laughs> help me out uh -huh. and uh, try to, to help them understand if they're going to Chicago, they don't want to get off in Dallas. Uh, or wherever uh, their transportation will be kind of complex. Uh, many of them have no idea about the, the geography of the United States and that they are going to travel a long distance. Some of them will be on buses for four days. So we give them a backpack with snacks and water and uh, a pillow and a blanket and uh, mm -hmm. uh, try to support their transportation needs. Some of them, uh, in fact many, uh, come to us with just a t-shirt on, no belt, uh, no shoelaces, and uh, uh, haven't showered in quite some time. <clears throat> so uh, providing some support for that is important. Many of right. them haven't contacted their families <clears throat> in um, a long time. So frequently we will give them our cell phones and let them call their families and let them know that they are, in fact, on their way. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it's just a triaging process, uh, meeting a variety of needs. It's an exciting right. service because we're getting people who speak many different languages, and uh, um, oftentimes we have to use Google to facilitate uh, interpretation because their languages we we don't have the, the language capacity to communicate. So it it's a, right. an exciting and international uh, yeah. experience here at the bus station. 
Um, so I understand it, that you're working you're working with Team Brownsville as well. They were on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they said they were also going to the bus stations. Uh, I'm I'm proud to say that it's kind of hard to de- separate Team Brownsville from Good Neighbor Settlement House. We, okay. We feel really good about the fact that, uh, and they really led the the uh, the the uh, work at the bus station they were there first we were really the the uh, johnny come lately's and uh we got there and we provided uh i think some structure and ability to recruit volunteers providing linkage to good neighbor settlement houses um, kitchen and and uh residential capability but they were there right. first and so now when people talk about Team Brownsville, uh, they really mean Team Brownsville and Good Neighbor Settlement House. Okay, okay. Now this is basically in Brownsville, right? So are there yes, also things like this happening up in McAllen as well? Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a uh, friend of mine, uh, sister Norma Pimentel, is the principal operating a facility there in McAllen. And uh, we we often wince when we get 60 people here uh, thinking that we are being overwhelmed. But Sister Pimentel uh, operates uh, people. Uh, often these are families where those that we serve or young adults and in some cases young pregnant women uh, mm-hmm. but Sister Pimentel and the Catholic Church operates the facility um, in uh, McAllen and there is where the huge volumes of, of um, people are dropped off and these are families and children of and um, hundreds of them a day last week we were in touch with Sister Pimentel, and she had had um, 900 the day before. And wow. that is just an, an astounding number of people to serve. Yeah. So, um, so are you still looking for volunteers? I mean, there are there things that people can do to help? We're constantly looking for volunteers, as is Sister Pimentel. In uh, McAllen, of uh, we uh, we're blessed with a core of volunteers, but <clears throat> as you can imagine, uh, volunteers that arrive at the bus station at 5:30 in the morning and work pretty much all day burn out after a while. So we sure. we have to have people to run in and support, uh, replace, or uh, uh, give uh, give some uh, break to the volunteers that continually serve. So volunteers are absolutely essential to the success of this program. Uh, We um, um, are fairly comfortable with the donations that we receive from the community for clothing and shoes. Uh, uh, That seems to be working pretty well. The, um, um, The challenge is uh, having the resources to to purchase the backpacks 
uh, and to to provide the just the lights and the heat at Good Neighbor to um, to allow us to continue this service. Right. So, if listeners are interested in in volunteering or in donating, um, how can they do? How can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? How can they donate money or or um, you know things that you need? Thank you for asking me. The web page for Good Neighbor Settlement House. Uh, can be found by just Googling Good Neighbor Settlement House Brownsville, and uh, you'll find our listing. Uh, our address is 1254 East Tyler Street in Brownsville. Uh, our phone number is 956-542-2368. Uh, and uh, we, on our webpage, we have a... Uh, functional donation button uh, that if you're comfortable donating online, uh, that's useful. Uh, And uh, if uh, at some point you need to talk to me about uh, direct donations uh, of another kind, never hesitate to uh, call the uh, 956-542 2368 number and just ask for me and uh, I'm uh, typically available okay great so I'm going to post the the link I think it already is posted to your website on my uh, post about this show on my Mm -hmm. website but I'll also put in some of the other information that you gave me so if there are any listeners who are interested in either if they're in the area and they want to volunteer or if they want to donate, um, then they can just go to my website and click on the link if they didn't get their pen and paper out in time. And uh, um, understand that we've had and continue to receive volunteers all the way from California and New York, um, especially churches, church groups. Um, come in uh, in uh, uh, numbers of uh, members to volunteer for about a week. So those are, are certainly welcome. Uh, also yeah, that's wonderful. That Good Neighbor operates with a really thin staff. We we have my management team is uh, includes uh, trained uh, professionals. Uh, who are all volunteers. We have a small uh, paid staff of about five, and the entire program is delivered with over a million and a half dollars a year of volunteer services. So if we don't pick up the phone immediately, understand we we uh, we uh, are operating it at a very thin right. margin. And so uh, help us out, call us back, uh, send us emails. Uh, please uh, extend your services to the uh, poorest city in the United States. I think offering a, a service that all of us that that um, believe in the American dream support. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Jack, for coming on the program and letting us know about this. This is really, 
you know, awesome what you're doing. And, and I think it provides people who are listening the opportunity to, to practice the compassion and generosity and, you know, it's, it's great. And uh, I hope that, I hope that we'll get some volunteers from it and some donations. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share and the lesson uh, in uh, compassion. As we're working on, we'll we'll be reflecting on what we're doing is compassion, and it's really healthy for us to do it. Uh, And in all all honesty, uh, I love your program and your message. And I hope that we can live up to the standards that you have set. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. Um, So let's stay in touch. Thank you so much. Okay. Never hesitate to call. All right. Okay. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye now. All right, so we're going to take a brief break, and then when we come back, we're going to listen to some music from the Texas group, Blevins. So don't go anywhere. Let's hear some music and relax. Without 
If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And we were just listening to the music of our next guests who are joining us on the phone. Um, that's the musical group Levin. Welcome, guys. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. I can hear you. All right. So awesome I understand... Sir. I understand there are three of you on the phone. Yes, yes, there are three of yep. us. There are two phones on on the line. Me and Kevin are just sitting here, speakerphone, and then Dylan's calling from our hometown. He had to go back to run some errands. But uh, yeah, it's okay. Really cool. <laughs> so just to let you know, there's a slight delay when we speak like this. It's like a one or two second delay. It just kind of helps to know that. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your group. We yeah. So uh our name is Blevins. We're Ben of three brothers based in San Marcos currently. Uh Blevins is our last name. I'm Brandon Blevins. I'm twenty one years of age and you get introduce yourself, Kevin. All right. Uh I'm Kevin Blevins. I'm also twenty. And not Okay. And then Dylan twenty. I'm Dylan. I'm 18 years old. I'm the youngest brother. Okay. Yeah, so we uh, produce, record all of our own music. We're currently working on an album. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just living the dream, man. Yeah. So how long have you been playing together in a band? Man, it has been quite some time. Yeah, eight years almost. Close to a decade. Eight years. Yeah, so it's been a long time. So the first gig that we ever had, I was in seventh grade, Kevin was in sixth grade, and Dylan was in fifth grade. And wow. we played. Yeah, it's just been a long journey. We just kind of started collecting more stuff over the years and then just dove in it head first. And we we're just like, hey, let's do it. And so here we are. Yeah. So now you're so do you mainly play in the central Texas area or do you travel? We travel. We we play like up 
mostly just based in Texas. We haven't really gone out of state yet just because we're working on a lot of our original music. But we played Lubbock before we played in, uh, like, down by the border in Del Rio, Texas area. I don't know if you know where that is, but that's kind of where we're from Mm -hmm. originally. So we kind of do kind of all over the place in Texas, really. So I heard that you would just played in South by Southwest here in Austin. Yes, it was really cool. Where did you play? We played at Shiner Saloon, which is off Congress Avenue. Uh, Uh It was, like, Middle of the day, South by Southwest. It was so nice. So many people there. And, I mean, we come from a really small uh, a town, and it's called Brackville, and, like, 2,000 people live there. The town is dead. So going and seeing Austin just so lively was really cool, and we got to play. People walking past stopped by. Uh, it was really cool. 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 So, and you said you're working on a recording. Have, do you have any um, CDs out already? At the moment, we don't have any physical um, merchandise. We just have put it online. Um, and the plan uh-huh. is hopefully next year we can get this album out. This album has kind of just been a freaking, it's been, it's been a trip. So we had, we were recording, so a total of 10 songs on the album. And last month we were eight out of 10 songs finished, completed. And then out of nowhere we got robbed and our laptop got stolen and that had all of the, the the music on there. But luckily, we had a backup oh, no. of that 180 days earlier, so we lost a little bit of progress. So physical uh, copies are kind of a little bit in the future, but uh, they'll definitely be out. Okay. So do you have downloadable music? Yes, yes, we have. Uh, streamable, downloadable music. You can go to our band, BlevinsBand.com, to, you know, get it mm-hmm. there. You can go to iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. Really, okay. pretty much anywhere music is, is held. Yeah. A lot of people don't listen to CDs anymore. They download anyway. So. Yeah, it's crazy. The music industry is changing at an incredible rate. So. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, so I mean... We just- Mm-hmm. Go on. But I said uh, I was just gonna make a comment about CDs. I mean, I don't. Kevin, do you remember the last time you listened to CDs? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it's true. Everybody pees and you know, downloads from iTunes. Okay, but you have recordings out there that people can listen to. That's the main thing. Yes, we do. Two singles out right now, and it was really cool when we called in. We were hearing uh, one of our songs, like on the yeah, background. yeah, the yeah background maybe you can really cool. yeah, maybe you can talk about that. We just played one of your songs. Can you tell us yeah, about one, it? Uh huh. Yeah, that one uh, is one of the two singles we have out currently, and it's called it's titled 3:37 a.m. And at the moment, uh, or I wrote that song, and. It was about a dream that I had in the middle of the night. I woke up. It was basically about my dream woman, but it was in my dreams, and she wasn't real. So <laughs> so I woke up, and I had to bring her to life. So. Uh-huh. So, that's, that's funny. That's so we're going to play another one of your songs that you single that's out too late to come down. Yes. What is what is that one about before we play it? So, uh, at the moment, 
none of us are we're doing we're doing music full time right now uh we're n- not going to school or anything we're like pretty much doing it head on but uh i did a semester at texas state or actually two semesters at texas state my freshman year in 2017 i believe something like that and too late to come down is basically just pretty much about the culture of of the college party scene and just kind of you're really trying to get things done but it's really hard to when you're surrounded by a bunch of people trying to 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 waste time in a fun way, but ultimately in a kind of a negative way, I guess. So it's almost a little social commentary about the whole college culture drinking scene in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Well, we're we're gonna play that so- a, a bit of that song right now. So. But we're gonna. I'm gonna come back and talk to you again. So don't hang up. Just hang on the line. We're gonna play a little song and then we'll come back. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Okay.
All right. And that was Blevins. Too late to come down. That was great. <laughs> you guys sound awesome. Thank so you very much. Maybe, maybe you could each tell me and tell me your name before you speak because I don't know who. I, you all sound you all sound similar. <laughs> yeah, um, we're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell me who you are and what instrument you play and who's singing. Who does the singing? Okay, Kevin. All right. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm 20, and I play the bass, and I do background vocals. Okay. Yeah. And Brandon? Um, yes, this is – my name is Brandon. Hello. I I uh, play guitar, and I'm the lead singer, the oldest of the three brothers. And uh, I didn't have to wear any hand-me-downs. Okay. <laughs> I'm Dylan. Dylan. I'm the drummer. And percussionist. Oh, he had a throw in percussionist. Excuse me. I had to. I had to. <laughs> well, you guys have obviously been playing a long time because you sound really, you know, you sound seasoned. Yes, seasoned like a good steak. Right. <laughs> and we, so, I mean, and we, it just, we played live just for so long, like the majority of our time, I mean, I think what makes up a good recording or just a, a good artist in general is how how much uh, strength they have live. And I think we've just been doing it for just way too long to not be good at it, if that makes sense. Like, if we were if we were doing this this long and we weren't as good, there would be, there'd be something wrong with us. So I'm glad that you think that it sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, there's also the element of talent, so... You know, but it's there. It sounds great. So, if if listeners are interested in coming out to see you perform, where where are you playing these days? Right now, we're scheduled to play a gig at Texas State and the Texas State campus on uh, April twentieth, and it's going to be around like four o'clock in uh, in the quad area of Texas State. We have that coming up. Uh, also in early April, we don't have the exact date set yet, but we're going to be playing on the square in San Marcos at Nephews. Um, it's a cool little bar. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, those are the two upcoming shows we have. Okay. Do you have a calendar? Do you have a website that has a calendar? Yes, we have a, a website, blevinsband.com, and Blevins is spelled B-L-E-V-I-N-S. Okay. Bledinsband.com, and it has your calendar, you said, and, and also, yes, it has, um, go on. All that good stuff. It has our bio on there. It has our photo shoots. It has pretty much everything. That's kind of the central hub. And people can download your music there? Um, There are links to links. places where people can download it, yes. But you can hear music oh. on there as well. You can listen to it. Okay. Okay. So it'll, they they just have to go to that website, and it'll take them everywhere else they need to go. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for, for coming on the program. And, um, you know, I look forward to seeing where you guys go from here because you sound great. Good luck with the with your CD. 
Thank you so much, and we appreciate you having us on here. Yeah. Well, you have a you have a great evening. Absolutely. You too. Bye. All. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> all right. So before Art knocks us off the air, I'm going to let you all know what's coming up next week. Um, next Sunday is March 31st. And joining us from Massachusetts, we have psychologist Dr. Eric Enlick, who will be discussing how he helps teens with autism transition to college, as well as what being on the autism spectrum actually looks like in adults over 50. We don't usually um, hear about older people with autism, so he's going to talk about what that actually looks like. Um, And you know, and some some tips for all of those issues. And um, also, we're going to have another family musical group next week. Liliac will be joining us. So um, looking forward to that. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show, get the links that we talked about on the program, um, all of that will be posted later tonight on my website, drmarikartel.com. And you can also hear this show in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash Your Golden Years. And be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for all the upcoming um, news and to watch my Facebook Live videos. And this show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Elaine Nolt, Jack White, and the brothers of Blevins. And of course, thank you, Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Ooh, wow. Ooh, wow. Ooh, wow.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.